Survivor at Home, the podcast. My name is Jordan. I'm here alongside Andrew, my co-host, and we are excited to break down Survivor 42, Episode 3, Go for the Gusto is the title of this episode. Um, And it was packed full, some twists, some changes, some drama. um, And we are excited to break it down here on what some have been referring to as the best Survivor podcast in Canada to be debated, to be figured it out, to be figured out. That will be a topic at some point, I think, but we are excited. And we are also excited today to welcome in our first guest of the season. Brenna is here. She was a contestant on Survivor at Home season one with her husband, Trent, and then went solo in Survivor at Home season four. And we'll talk about that a bit because it was fantastic. And so Brenna, first thing is welcome into the podcast. How, give me one thought from this episode, like one sentence thought from this episode. (laughs) Oh man, it was packed was the thought that came to my mind because I was like there is so much I want to debrief from that episode it was such a good one it was phenomenal and yes I agree packed is totally a word to use but before we do that we love to talk to people who have competed in Survivor at home and and give us a bit about your experience a couple minutes here on your experience with Survivor at home especially season four because you played hard out in the game and it was I was in the audience it was fun to watch (laughs) it was fun to play season four was fantastic um I enjoyed the game in that I because I had the advantage of playing before I kind of decided to go in with a bit of a different approach in that my first season was um I, I honestly just had no clue how I was gonna approach it period whereas season four I kind of had more of an idea of you know that that it's worth actually I don't want to say trying because I obviously tried in the first one but I don't know it was so eye-opening to how um how kind of even like I think of the players who are in the actual game and I'm like how do they do so well their first time out there because for me I feel like there was so much I learned through my failures in the first time playing and I'm just in awe and admiration of how they just like go for it right off the bat because I was definitely I think more sensitive to probably how you know everyone was feeling how I was feeling as opposed to just like playing the game which is more so what I did season four so yeah I don't know if that makes sense but that's kind of how I felt and so did you feel obviously a lot better playing this time you got I love your testimonial, your exit interview, because you said you, you got one step closer. And at, at this, what did you say? At, like at this rate, if you keep going, like in five more tries, you'll get to the finale. And- yeah, I'm only five away. I'll just keep inching my way there each time. Yeah. Do you think you like what what did you need to do to get that much further? Because truly, you played a fantastic game and could oh, have okay. could have got if you had got to the end, a lot of people were saying your name was right in there in the mix. So what, is there anything as you look back that you're, you're proud of, but also that you might change that would have got you that couple more rounds further, potentially to the end? Um, definitely. Yes. I think what I would have changed is my, I didn't have the, um, foresight to kind of read into Bryson's game because him and I were working together and I was like all in with him, but I wasn't 
thinking that he very well could have been playing both sides. So I think had I have maybe started to see that painting on the wall a little bit and go in a different direction from him, I think that would have changed my game a lot. Um, and otherwise, I mean, I feel like there, I mean, besides of course, winning some kind of immunity, I don't think there would have been much else I could have, I really could have done because like when I went out, I really feel like I gave my last mm-hmm. plea, which was to get Alex out because yeah, I felt that was swinging. the only hope. I feel as though I did. So I felt good about that, but I think that's the only thing really I could have changed. Yes. Yeah. Fantastic. I have one more question for you at the end, but we'll get to that then. So remind me, please. But thank you again for okay. playing. It's, it was a blast to have you. And oh, man, thanks so much. Honestly, it was so much fun and just so life giving, truly, to do it. I don't know if I've heard too many people say life giving after staying up till <laughs> two in the morning and well, two nights in a row. What? And- do you know what? I think this time, I almost feel like I have a heightened positive experience this time because my first time it was like the opposite of life giving I was like completely shattered for probably a good week (laughs) truly yeah whereas this time like you know when you're about to jump into like freezing cold water and you hype yourself up so much that it almost then doesn't feel as cold do you ever do that no no I don't I don't know that but that's okay (laughs) (laughs) okay well you know that thing that only a few people have ever done to to jump into the ice (laughs) you know that experience that actually maybe no one else has ever experienced before no but that's how I I feel like I went into this just like preparing myself to be totally shattered but then it actually was I, I didn't find that I feel like it wasn't as emotionally I wasn't in the same emotional turmoil, but maybe that's just the, a different game too and the way it played out for me. But yeah, that's why life-giving came to mind. But as I, as I deeper reflect, it, actually, I was pretty exhausted. Life-giving in the um, like heartwarming sense, I should say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you feel nice. part of something, right? And it's, yeah. it's a joy. Yeah, connected. And connected and then also exhausted. But yeah, great to have you play. Great to have you on the podcast tonight. We could talk all day about your gameplay and about Survivor at home. We'd love to do that. But this year, your husband being one of the people that strongly criticized the length of the podcast last season, which uh, I actually don't agree. I think it's great to talk it out. Actually, London Steve called us today. Uh, Jordan and I both were on a conference call with him, and he said, you guys should talk for as long as you want because people who are interested in this stuff will listen. Right. So it's always a balance between London, Steve and Trent on either side and trying to find a middle ground, but Gotta we are going to middle ground. Do you know what though? <laughs> I feel like you're always safer to go on the long end because people who want a shorter one can just fast forward or tune out. That's true. I, I am so glad I bet the under on the seven and a half minutes in over under on when London, Steve would get a shout out on this podcast. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> How much? Yeah, that's, that's great. Well, cause he didn't even get a shout out last week. I don't think I missed it. Oh, uh, we missed it last week. Okay. Corporate I feel sponsor. Like you, well, that's what I was just going to say. As your sponsor, you need to make sure you, you know, keep in the goods with him. Yeah, that, that, that was strike one. He called, he said strike one, and that's it. No, no more strikes. So <laughs> uh, he's keeping us in line. Uh, one more thing I wanted to say before we jump in. This week, we just launched a Twitter account, at Survivor at Home. A great way to interact, obviously, with our community. But it's really Twitter's great because you can interact with 
the players themselves literally commenting and liking and already on the first day nasir followed the account i, I posted today on mm-hmm. something that swati said and she uh she was she posted a picture about how she like dumped her bag of her purse out of just like the mess of stuff and she's like this is what it feels like after watching that tribal council just everything out of the bag um and she was co- commenting back so just a cool way to connect and we're hoping that that will take off and just be a, a, one additional way for us to connect with the, this game that we love and seeing these players that we love uh, and thankful for their willingness to uh, write back and and like what we're posting as well so at survivor at home if you're on twitter please check that out instagram maybe down the road uh, but i'm not very creative and jordan might be but he's too busy so down the road but we're, uh, we're trying we're trying one thing at a time but brenna we're here this is a crazy episode there's a lot to unpack over the next hour mm-hmm. so let's jump right into it right away canadian marianne we got a few canadians on this season marianne yeah. we got omar and we got drea who we're not quite sure it's like she lives in montreal but yeah call her half canadian anyway marianne a fan favorite of many very bubbly smiley personality and she tells everyone right away that she has an extra vote after yeah. finding out at tribal and then just after they go look for an idol and omar's beside her and she finds that and she has to say you know the saying it's another classic case yeah. of the bunny rabbit having dinner in the mailbox but then she tells everyone <laughs> again and it's just i was watching it last night saying out loud like marianne like you're an idiot like what are you doing don't do this and of course we love she's not an idiot we love her but right. what are your thoughts on this this it seems to be happening more and more where I players know. are revealing their secrets it's true i was definitely surprised at the same like when she did it right away i was like oh wow she didn't even like try to keep it a secret but then i was kind of surprised because well the first one like when she got the um extra vote Mm -hmm. she like that kind of worked in her favor I feel like when she told them because then they were like wanting to I got the impression they were like okay we definitely want to kind of keep her with us until we did you feel like that take her stuff well I don't know I feel like it didn't it didn't seem like it was gonna bite her in the butt I didn't find I think there was a confessional from Lindsay and she just let us in on a little bit watch out for Marianne we like right now we're okay but she's got this advantage she's gonna play hard she's not just the sweet bubbly fun lady out there she's she's got another she's got that game everyone's got that gameplay side to them we know that but you're seeing it now and she she chose to tell you that she's got that gameplay side of it which is which is what I don't like about sharing all that information especially when no one has any reason to know that you have an extra vote and you just blab it out like at least she found the idol beside omer so he knew he was gonna have to know so that makes a little bit more sense it sucks that it happened because you don't want to share that all the time unless you really trust someone 100 and even then how can you in survivor truly trust someone 100 but moving forward from that she just spills out to everyone we're not four people we've got a fifth vote you're not going to be your group of four. Like they, those, that group of four might not ever be in a single vote together again. They might get split in a yeah, tribe swap. True. One of them gets voted out, and now they're never going to be a group of four again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? or a group of four one, plus one. It's one thing to tell one person, maybe even that. I always shake mm-hmm. my head, but mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. I know four the whole people. group was a shocker. Mm-hmm. I think too, it it very much highlights because she is so bubbly and outspoken. 
you're probably always kind of a little bit like, okay, she could be a bit risky because she is so outspoken. Yeah. But you might always have this hope. Maybe she's kind of smarter than we think and she wouldn't actually just spill. But then when she actually does, it's kind of like, oh, shoot, I don't think she can keep anything in. Uh, I, I, we've seen so, that multiple times on this season, not about gameplay stuff, but just in general, she literally doesn't keep it in. She just right. spills She's whatever's just on her excited. mind. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Too excited about it. Did so we could. See, uh, did you see Omer and Marianne's face when they she's reading along and she's like, and you don't have a vote. <laughs> And she's like, oh, shiz. (laughs) I saw that they they actually put, they rarely ever in Survivor put the captions on the screen. And they put those captions on the screen. Yes. I think partly to justify why they didn't bleep anything out because you could have gotten confused. That's right. (laughs) But she said fudge, I think. Yeah, fudge and shiz. And they typed them both out on the screen. I chuckled at that. Yeah. True. I never thought about how funny that was. They actually (laughs) put it on the caption. That is funny. Yeah, so, she's lovable for sure. She, she definitely yeah. is, definitely is. And there's a reason why she'll be a fan favorite from this season. Um, as it cuts to the next scene, Daniel and Mike have this weird, like losing the idol, but not losing the idol for the second straight episode. They can't keep Mike in the last episode, couldn't keep track of where his idol is. Daniel can't, I don't know if he did it on purpose or not, but he didn't he did. put, the, I don't think he did either. I don't think he did either. He seems clumsy. That's what they were they were describing right. that, right? That he totally. was like, what did Hi say? Like he lost his water bottle, his shoes, his shoulder. That's like, right. Like ripping <laughs> up <for his laughs> shoulder. <laughs> and then it cuts. I'm pretty sure right after he after Hi says that, it cuts to a scene where Daniel's like, "I'm other than my shoulder, I'm feeling real yeah. good out here." And we're like, we just he uh, they're all over the place. It's a weird. Mike has that good intuition in this of, am I going to trust? Dan, like, where is Daniel at? Why is he so panicky? Daniel knows that about himself, but he can't help himself. So it doesn't really matter if you know that about yourself, if you can't help yourself in this situation. It was just a little bit of a weird situation to me. I don't know what to, what conclusions to draw from that. Yeah, I I know. Go ahead, Brent. Well, no, I wasn't really going to add much besides just agreeing that I know, I don't know whether that is something that necessarily make someone a like in the game of survivor does that make them a liability i guess a little bit because i mean you certainly wouldn't want to he wouldn't want to be the person that you you know when sometimes they're like here you hold on to the idol for me to show you my trust like that clearly will never happen but no i know i don't know i don't really know what it means i think at best it's a setup for later in the episode and later in the season moving forward from this episode is what is what it is it's the best way to how can we tie something to later in the episode without telling the audience that we're going to tie it up later but then you look back and you have a conversation like this and you know oh that makes sense based on what we're going to talk about in 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes, whenever we get to it here. Right. Um, I did want to say something that was important that Daniel found in reading the fine print was that the idle beware advantage is different slightly from last season. And Evie on social media helped us realize this um, because they identified that it, uh, if, if they get to the merge and they haven't said the, the code phrase, for the beware advantage season 41 it would just be void like okay sorry you missed your chance whereas this season if they get to the merge and they haven't claimed it it actually becomes an idol and so daniel actually read that and then it says in his confessional this is significant it actually changes my opinion on 
maybe wanting to vote out Mike because now Mike, we know we'll get an idol if we keep him in the game and then maybe vote him out then or get him somehow to give him the idol or use it for their alliance. But yeah, so that's a significant piece. And it was just, it was hilarious seeing Daniel scrambling, losing pieces. And then he finds the one part. He's like, but where's the piece of paper too? And he looks in his pants. He's like, oh, here it is. After 45 minutes, an hour of like my sweaty underwear. Here, take it back. <laughs> so, and beginning to put some cracks in that relationship between Mike and Daniel, yeah. which do, yeah, they come out later on. Well, yeah, it sets us up really nicely as we go. So that's pre-challenge. And then the challenge just kind of happens in this episode. It, it's all of a sudden mm. two minutes and it's right in front of you. And you realize, oh, we're going through this episode pretty quick. And Marianne says her line, the bunny rabbit. I didn't write it down. So the bunny rabbit in the mailbox. Mike yeah. acknowledges it, doesn't say his. I, I'm not quite sure the strategy on not saying his. I haven't really picked up on it because it's not like mm. he's hiding it. But I guess with the idol just becoming a thing at the merge, he's just hoping he can make it through till then. That's what he not said. Have to worry he said about it. Yeah, he said it could be like weird. Well, he said it, it could obviously if he hears the other phrases, he's going to say it, although maybe someone else is doing the same. But his point was, if I say the phrase, then a lot of people will know that I right. potentially have this idol or advantage. So he's right. saying, maybe I'll just keep it to myself unless I hear the other two phrases that are said. Well, and initially, too, didn't Daniel encourage him not to think yes. before he had read the fine print like you just spoke to, Andrew? I think Daniel was thinking, I'm just going to try to make sure he doesn't say it mm -hmm. so that there's no way he gets it. Mm -hmm. So I feel like maybe he's also taking that advice on still, because I don't know if they had a conversation after that fine print. But um, yeah, I remember thinking, oh yeah, that actually kind of would make sense mm -hmm. from Daniel's perspective at that time. I just wonder, is he going to say the line when the other tribe finds the idol? Yes, he will. That's a big, yeah. that's a big, yeah, he yeah. Will. for sure he, he will. will. It's a guarantee yeah. at that point. And then, and then you get your vote back and you're good to go. Okay. Interesting. Right. Because right. yeah, the good. no vote is still, I, I'm amazed from last season and this one, how <gasps> little that's actually influenced. Like oh. imagine not being able to vote time after time. That would be, well, it, right? it, it hasn't influenced those people. It influences the game big time, but oh, it hasn't yeah. influenced yeah. those, those seen, people yeah. individually. Although this one, I think will end up influencing him. Um, yeah. So we get through that. And immediately, as Jeff is explaining the challenge, which is your like standard swim, well, not standard, but it seems pretty straightforward and swim, untie something from the bottom of the ocean, stand up a ladder, grab a key, go back to the beach and throw sandbags onto That's a platform. That's about as standard like we've as seen... the ice jumping, jumping in the ice water. Yeah, remember that last time you jumped in the water and got a ladder from the bottom and then lifted it up? And... Yeah. It, like elements of this challenge have been seen for 15 years yes, on Survivor. Yeah. Um, maybe even longer than that. So we they go through this challenge, but immediately as Jeff has explained it, he acknowledges the swells in the water how like choppy not even choppy choppy would be a nice day out there compared yeah. to what this is it is crazy and the and you don't understand the currents when you're just looking at the ocean like that you're just seeing oh look there's swells of water there's waves like it's it's obviously not a perfect day out there and then there was one scene where i was i noticed this i don't know if anyone else noticed this but mike swims underwater to untie the ladder and his body just gets tossed and turned back and forth three or four times within the frame of the shot while he's trying to un undo those knots. And that was that was really the moment for me where I went, because I, I know myself, like I'm a strong swimmer. I did 
lifeguarding and whatnot. So I understand like in that environment, I'd be more comfortable. And that was the moment where I went, Oh, it's, it's like, it's bad. Like no matter what, everyone's going to struggle in this. You really kind of hit, hit home for me in that moment when Mike's getting tossed underneath the water, especially because right before that, Jonathan was just swimming through everything. And I'm going to get to Jonathan in a second and share some thoughts, but he's swimming through everything and beasting it, but he's the exception, not the rule in this Mm -hmm. challenge. Yeah. How would you Um, have done Brenna? And that would you, Oh, it was wild. Oh my goodness. I would have just hoped I was on Jonathan's tribe and he would pull me along. (laughs) (laughs) No, I would not. I mean, no, I I don't like, I don't think even if like you're saying, Jordan, I mean, I'm a, I'm a confident swimmer, but no, no swimming expert by any means. But even as a, like, even if you are a swimming expert, like you said, you can't stand a chance against the current. Like it was wild. I didn't notice Mike. Jordan, but I did notice, I think it was maybe Dre. It was some girl who was swimming down and like was visibly like swimming against. Yeah, the I think current. that was Swathi. I was like, yeah. Oh, was it Swathi? Oh man. I it it really was wild. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. I, Go ahead. I well this past summer, was it this yeah, this summer we took our kids swimming in a river up near um my, my family oh, has a little place in uh, northern ontario here and there's a kind of a current river that runs through and i've been in it a million times and usually you just get a life jacket and float down but we did it like on a whim we stopped there we got ice cream and we're like let's just float with the kids just like on our back like we'll just go you just jump in at one point and it's only like 100 meters 150 meters around the bank and then you can get to the shore um, but for that 100 meters the current is so strong and you can't quite touch and so we I'm usually pretty cautious, but this time I thought uh, I would just hold my son on my back or on my chest as I'm on my back. And as soon as I got in the water and the current took me, I realized I made a huge mistake and I'm a good swimmer. I'm the same as you guys. I've swam my whole life, took swimming lessons. And I, I panicked. Like I got for real nervous because I couldn't, I was trying to get to the shore, but you're exhausted because you know how they talk about that in life-saving where you're trying to help someone, but you got to watch yourself to not, go under that's how I felt and he was I was like I cannot let him go because if I do I'll lose my strength or sorry I won't be able to catch him and but also I'm losing my strength and I there was a moment where I looked at Steph like a panic in my eyes like I I I don't know if I'm going to make it to the shore and thankfully I just kind of held on and and pushed over and I got out and I was exhausted and like obviously pretty rattled and thank god he's fine Mm. and learned from that stupid mistake but just the, again, the power of water being like, I've heard totally. these, I've heard these stories a million times and I'm, and that, that was the first time I've experienced it. So when I'm watching them do this challenge, you're like, well, they can touch, like there's times they can touch, but mm-hmm. yeah, you don't realize the force of water. You're trying to move in and out with the ladder. You're exhausted. You haven't eaten. It right. really is, uh, can take a toll. And I, I mean, they have scuba divers there. They have that you can't see, they have safety measures, but there's a reason Jeff pulls them out. It's not just like, Oh, this is a hard thing. Like Mm -hmm. there, no one's doing it. Like there's potentially is dangerous for them. They they showed multiple times where one of the contestants just kind of let themselves be under the water for a couple Mm -hmm. of seconds because it was easier than trying to swim over the incoming waves every single time. And they just kind of let themselves be under. And that to me, that's a sign of a moment of exhaustion because you're not only, there's a lot of survivor challenges where you're treading water Treading water for someone who's at least even semi-comfortable in water is not that 
tiring. You can do it if you need to, you can do it for five, 10, 15, 20 minutes. It's, it's not overly tiring, but they are swimming the whole time because if oh, they man. don't swim, they're washed in a different direction. And that's mm. a whole new level of exhaustion when you're swimming against a current. Yeah. Um, that was, that was insane. So this leads me to my next point because everyone out there, however many are left at this point in the game, I think it's 13 or 15 are left. I think at this three have been eliminated. So yeah, 15, 15 are left in the game at this point. And everyone who's in the water is struggling and there's two contestants sitting out. So the assumption is they would probably be struggling as well. Jonathan is not. He's carrying the ladder and then carrying teammates. And <laughs> oh then, and so I guess there was, I, I personally heard a bit of a discussion of Natalie Anderson in uh, season 40 winners at war being the best athlete survivor seen because she oh. just dominated challenges. Yeah, she was a tank. That's right? true. I was trying absolutely. to think who. Yeah, yeah she yeah, absolutely true. was. She but was is Jonathan, like based on his performances in the three or four challenges we've seen, taking that mantle as maybe the best athlete, the most dominant actual athlete we've seen out there. We've seen challenge beasts, but for someone literally to win a challenge, a team challenge by themselves, mm -hmm. the way survivor challenges are yeah. set up is so rare where there was no choice of anyone winning except for his tribe, no matter, mm -hmm. literally no matter who was on it because he was carrying teammates that couldn't compete in the challenge. I just thought it was an incredible performance and I mean, there's a reason why their tribe was the only tribe to actually finish the entire challenge the full way through. And he's, he's the reason. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I just thought that was, that was super impressive by him. And, and I was in awe of, of that moment. Cause that's a, that's a performance for the ages in this game, in my opinion. Oh, absolutely. I was like, I was starting to laugh. Cause I was just like, this is becoming just funny. It's so crazy to me because no one was even comparing to him. And the, the thing is, even when he was done, like he didn't even really seem that tired. <laughs> he was kind of just like, and then I laughed because he, like when they accepted the, the reward, he was so cute because he was like very clearly trying to like share as though like everyone was a part of it. Like he kept like smiling and like handing it to the others when there was just no, it was like, you just couldn't argue. It was single handedly him. I don't know. I think for sure, Jordan, he's taking it to a next level. I mean, Natalie was, I'm glad you brought her up because as I was watching it, I was like, who would compare to this? And I couldn't really think of anyone but now that you mention it she was like that where it would just she like, like that. she was but I don't know I think this is possibly next level only because he also has the physical strength to like pull like he's just to actually pull yeah. his tribe mates like it's not just like strength is Natalie's performances are very much individually she's yes, the best but exactly. he was bringing everyone along with him yeah. and has more like he has more strength than Natalie has, which allows him to do that more. Yeah. So it's a little bit of a hard comparison in that way. Yeah. But, but then he still to, him. yeah. But, but still, no, but still for him to, to win. And like, I just think he won that team immunity on his own. And that, that's so impressive, right? 100%. Well, that's where I was going to say, even the sandbag, like absolutely did first it. try yeah. everyone. Like yeah. he was crazy. Yes. So I don't Steph, know. Getting... Steph wants me to acknowledge. She said from day one, this guy looks like he's the real deal, like potentially the best totally. player, like physical player of all time. And again, 
She says it a little bit too much for my liking. She's usually <laughs> saying it when he's, it's a slow of him, like coming out and with, like, washing his hair back and forth. Um, so I don't think he looks that strong from my angle, but, um, <laughs> but you can't deny what he's doing yet to carry, literally to carry them on his back, carry the, oh, the ladder, bring it on the beach, hold the ladder in the water while they're climbing up. Uh, oh, yeah. And then throwing those things up for sure. A, a pretty dominant oh, yeah. performance. And, the, the it's amazing to watch the thing that people obviously ask and on former players asking on Twitter is saying, how does this guy survive the merge? Like once they get to the merge, he's for sure one of the first to go. Cause that's typically what happens that these dominant yeah. team performers just get picked off because people don't want them around anymore. What, what does a he, guy like yeah. Jonathan have to do to, to make it further, to win a game? He's, he's got to pull an Alex street. And just win every single immunity because he could. Like no one, if he makes it to the merge, I don't know. Maybe I don't know how well he would do in like maybe balance. Well, I don't know. He's pretty. So those endurance challenges where you see often someone with the build of like a, a Lindsay or a like the smaller, the smaller yeah. high Great. would be another good example. Like very yeah. lean where yeah. it's your own body weight against you. And so yeah. someone like that doesn't have the body weight against them versus like Jonathan is in the best shape of anyone out there, but right. the, the he's not muscle, muscle he's lads not great shape. He's oh, of anyone. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> he's got some areas he can improve on. Yeah. Sure. I feel but. like, you know, in Guardians of the Galaxy or what is the end game where, where Star-Lord is meets thor that's kind of how i feel it's, as i hear my wife talk that's about this uh time. infinity infinity war infinity, infinity war, war. It's like, it's yeah not that, it's not that yeah impressive. all right i'm gonna i'm yeah. gonna commit then i'm gonna commit yeah. i'm gonna get a bow flex yeah yeah um that's that's jonathan out there <laughs> I, I guess have, i have inner strength jordan that's what i go for yeah no inner but brendan you're you're totally right like those endurance challenges or those body weight against yourself challenges like the balancing something like that will be it's always proven to be more of a struggle for the physically strong um contestant right. especially the bigger guys that are out there it's right. a challenge for even someone like drea drea seems to be really tall and she's strong because she's an athlete but i think she she would either be dominant at those or really struggle with them it's it's one right. or the other um just because those do benefit someone a little more slight um right in that but it's also mind over matter so you never know with a challenge yeah. like that yes yeah. and just for those who don't know so brandon referenced alex street champion of survivor home season four and truly a great strong game but also finding idol after idol and winning when he needed to and it's true i mean if you got a target on your back everyone loves to take down the top dog right so you get to the front in that pack the mario kart reference from last season where you're out front early people are gunning for you right so you got to do you almost got to work harder in a way if you're going to take that position and so, well, it'll be interesting for sure to see if he can, yeah. if he can navigate that. So now I that we want to give a shout oh. out though, sorry, just because I thought of Steph Andrew, as I was watching, cause you mentioned that in the first one that she called that about him. And I was like, yes. yeah, she's right. Yep. I wonder um, if this massive muscular superhero giant will do well in the physical challenges. 
I know. How did she ever guess that? Honestly, <laughs> yeah. she nailed that guess out of the blue, right? Um, <laughs> so as we move forward, because we've stopped uh, to Andrew's liking, stopped just gushing about how great Jonathan is in this game so far, because um, I know Andrew loves that conversation every time it comes up, uh, whether it's inside his house or on the podcast. Um, we realize the other two tribes are not going to complete this challenge. And part of being in the water is that the more like you're just, you're just going to get more tired the whole time. And there's no reprieve. If you're on the sand digging, you can take a second, couple second break and go back to it in the water. You're working the whole time. They're not going to get it. And I'm sure someone else consulted with Jeff Probst, but we aren't going to get to see that, but they make the call. Both tribes are at the exact same spot. And so they make the call, skip that. And then let the rest of the challenge go on. I think that was, I'm watching that going, that's the right call to make. You need to just skip it. Don't stop the whole challenge. Skip it. Both tribes are literally at the exact same spot. There, does anyone have any issues with them doing that and skipping that portion? No. Mm-mm. No. I think that was totally reasonable. But I was curious, do you think that was just totally Jeff's own personal call? Or do you think he was like talking with production like, they were consulting each other or do you think he was just like this is crazy i'm just i'm just making the call so my opinion of it is the well my my first thought is the call is a 100% his decision to make at the end of the day but i just think there's no way on some of these calls that they make on the fly cuz survivor makes calls on the fly a couple of times they're put in situations new situations where they have to right i, I think he's consulted with someone about it and then makes a decision based on it. I don't, I don't think he okay. just goes, Hey, ever, he just goes without telling anybody we're going to do this. Like for example, okay. back to, we've talked about this before season 40, Adam thinks that there's an idol on the podium and Jeff definitely knew about that. So he knew how to play it in that moment. He had talked with someone already about that. I think I've never heard that on, I've never heard him admit to that, but I just, that's my perception of it. He knew that there was a shot that was coming and was ready for it. Cause I think it would have thrown him off a little bit more if, mm-hmm. if he didn't know about it. So I, I believe that they definitely, he talked with a producer quickly to say, I think we should do this. And if I was there, I would go, yeah, that's a good call. Let's do it and worry about it later. Mm-hmm. And, and they do it and it makes the most sense. Cause you also can't take a long time to discuss in that situation. Cause you right. have survivors struggling in the water, which <laughs> yeah. is, which is not safe. Right. Yeah. Just kill a few of them off. That'll help things. <laughs> Um, and we're down to 13 <laughs> that's right <laughs> so uh we have obviously taku winning the challenge with jonathan carrying the team on his back and then it's actually pretty close but ika pulls off the blue team uh wins it and that's basically the last we see of ika for the whole episode they didn't really get any airtime at all uh, with like last season bye bye blue tribe after yeah. the after yeah. the the challenge is over we won't yeah. see you again for a while we'll see you next week <laughs> we'll see you later so they're doing fine they're having whatever a nice time fishing on the beach with their fruit and but we come to uh, Vati, who loses and then is forced to go back and decide before tribal. But before that, Jeff announces another kind of twist that we have seen before on season 41, which is an ask to send two people on a journey. So Taku, having won the challenge, gets to pick someone from Vati, and they choose Chanel. And then Jeff says to Taku, okay, you can choose one more person, and it can be anyone from any tribe which is always an interesting discussion, right? Like I'm sure they have a little bit of time, but kind of weighing the pros and cons. Do we want someone from our group to go? Do we want to send them? It's a risk. There's always a risk reward involved, but they ultimately choose Omer uh, to go as well from their tribe. Um, And they're sent off 
on the challenge and the rest of them go back. And I really like how they produced this episode because they don't just go straight to the, the hike up the mountain. They actually take us back to Vati and have them talking and a few very significant comments by Jenny and others talking about the significance of Chanel's decision oh. on there. And actually, I was telling Jordan this. I just watched Erica, Canadian winner, Survivor 41, her interview mm -hmm. with Jenny today on ET Canada. And she, Jenny said, I told them when I came back earlier in the season what that was exactly. So she said Chanel knew for sure what it was. Like there was this risk-reward that you could lose your vote. And so she says then in her kind of interview, well, this is significant that Chanel has to have a vote tonight. I'm really counting on that as well. And then it comes up obviously a few times and they're obviously setting us up for what's going to be a crazy tribal council where she doesn't have that vote. But then yes, they, they take us to the, the hike up the mountain. Again, I, I, I don't know about you guys, but I'm, I, I'm missing the little conversations that we saw last season where like Omer and, Chanel obviously talked about stuff as they walked all the way up. Yeah. Um, but any of your thoughts on why they would have cut that out? I don't think they had time in this episode. Because mm -hmm. what do you what, what do you what do you cut out? They didn't spend much time showing us what was going on at the camp before the tribal, and there's just nothing else in this episode that you can, you can't cut out the survivors drowning in the ocean for a challenge. <laughs> yeah. Although let me say um, that right. actually was a little dramatic. All that what we just said before yeah. there was a few of the still shots where they're like like slow-mo like in the <laughs> that's, water that's, like, that's a little fair. over the it, top it, there were there were moments but you don't you don't cut that out you need your scenes at early in the episode there's just and then you need to have the whole tribal in there so i don't yeah. know what you cut out to put in four minutes of omer and chanel talking about life or strategy or, or something just um, the weather the wet yeah the weather out there how it's so sunny right now Boy, but it's it was so hot yeah. <laughs> um so i don't know what you i don't know what you cut out in that different episodes you have times to do that and maybe yeah. maybe their conversation was not not as significant the story well, not the story that we've that we've you know the storylines that we've heard um or the storylines that fit into what they really want to share in that moment right because that's you know what i'm talking about right like from last yeah. season with um oh yeah Shan Leanne and, and Shan. Liana. yeah, yeah they had this beautiful connection that really defined really a lot of their game yeah. going forward, but you're right. Maybe there just wasn't any truly wasn't significant conversation. Yeah. So, yeah. So that, yeah. uh, that could be it. But, um, as we move forward, so they both go in and I think so you mentioned Chanel should have known or did know what it was going to be. Mm -hmm. Remember at the beginning of this episode, Marianne said that she had an extra vote, which leads me to believe that everyone right. on her tribe would have known what how she got that because there's no way you can just go out there especially marianne who we know is just going to word vomit a little bit um you can't just go out there say you've got an extra vote and then someone's going to ask you how and i would believe that she would be telling the truth of what whatever she was going to say was going to be the truth mm -hmm. um based on just watching her in the last couple of moments she's going to say what's on her mind and what the truth is and so omer definitely had to know as well what it could be or what it will be and so both of them go in and they're it's setting you up the whole time like a will they won't they they're not both gonna i think we all knew they weren't gonna both protect their vote it was the question of were they both gonna risk it or not mm -hmm. and the question was also gonna be was the production team gonna show us that they 
that they both risked it. And at the end mm-hmm. of the day, the production team decided to let us in on the fact that as an audience, we were ahead of the game now. We knew there was a group of four versus two at the Ika tribe is the green tribe. Vati. Vati is the green tribe. Sorry. Um, we knew that there was a group of four versus two, Mike, Jenny, uh, Chanel, and Daniel versus Hi and Lydia. We knew that that was happening at that tribe, but we also knew Mike doesn't have a vote. And they told us because both Chanel and Omer risked their vote, we knew that there was a vote missing. Ultimately, so did everyone else except for Hi and Lydia know that Chanel's vote was missing, but we got to be ahead of the game in that for, for a minute or two, um, knowing that, which is an interesting choice. It would have been interesting mm-hmm. if production found a way to not tell us that Chanel did never vote and we found out at tribal council because mm-hmm. there was, there's probably an alternate edit with that version of the story, but mm-hmm. I don't think it worked as well. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. What do you think, Brenna, of that knowing, she, cause she explicitly said, I, I, can't, yeah. I can't risk my vote tonight. Yeah. I was really frustrated with her really frustrated. Mm. I was like, I think 100% she made the error there. I think mm-hmm. Omar was being very reasonable based on what they showed us of their conversation. Like she made it so clear. I'm, I need to play this safe. But then I, I like, I, I understand her thought in that. Obviously he seemed so trustworthy that she was like, I think he is going to protect me. But still, she should have played it safe regardless because she couldn't afford to lose her vote. And she it picks, totally, yeah, anyway. She, yeah. she picks protect her vote. No matter what Omer does, she gets her vote. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. Yeah. That's the facts at the end of the day. No matter yes, what he does, is, she gets her vote. Exactly, which is why he was reasonable, I think, in taking the risk because yep. based on their conversation, he should have, like, that's what you would have assumed she would do, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would be, I mean, watching that back, imagine being in Jenny's shoes or even Omar oh. little, to a lesser extent, knowing that you lost oh, the vote. But for Jenny Absolutely. to be like, this screwed me over. Like 100%. this decision, like, what are you doing? You get you got caught up oh. in the moment. You explicitly talked about it. I would totally I got it because that, that literally, and we'll get to this, but I, I was yeah gutted that Jenny went home. I, I was like, she Same, is Andrew. a great yep. player. And to go home Absolutely. like that. Like, Especially man, when she thing and like she went through that exact same journey as Chanel and did the right thing for her tribe right whereas Mm -hmm. and then got Mm -hmm. totally screwed over based on someone who didn't do that I was really bummed that Jenny went as well yeah you'd be you'd be frustrated you'd be pissed off with them for sure like watching oh yeah and you could see she was rightfully so Mm -hmm. so I wanted to look this up but I didn't get the chance to is this the first time since in season 41 and season 42 is when they introduced this prisoner's dilemma twist. Is this the first time that everyone lost their vote from it? I, I couldn't think if last season everyone lost their vote, but maybe they did. Uh, we're going to get, we're going to get, uh, we're going to get reminded about that. Um, but oh. I can't remember if everyone lost their vote or not at some point last season, because they, they hadn't this season, they've only done mm-hmm. one or two of these trips and they hadn't lost their vote yet. Um, they've done two because Marianne went on one and, uh, oh no, that was the same one. Marianne and Jenny were on the same one. Um, so mm-hmm. I was wondering if that was the first time or not. Yeah, but either I way, I don't remember from last season. So either way, I it comes down either. to no, I don't remember if they if they had one where they lost their vote. Um, I think everything I went like according they... to plan. 
Maybe it did. There were other reasons. There are other reasons. Maybe there was other reasons. Because I'm taking, I'm feeling like there was people who lost their votes, but you're Mm -hmm. right. Maybe it was from other reasons. Yeah. Well, Alexander didn't have a vote for a long time because of the three-way idol, but not. Right, right, right. Um, and I think he also got an extra vote from the pl- prisoner's dilemma, but couldn't use it because he didn't have a vote oh, man. at tribal council, which is an interesting whole, whole dynamic. Um, mm-hmm. But anyways, we get a confessional right before Chanel returns where Daniel's going, she's the swing vote. She needs her vote so that we can, cause I wasn't sure exactly where Chanel would land, but it was clear when she came back, she landed with Daniel and Mike and Jenny, um, but she comes back without a vote. And so we learn that the, best strategy is to try and get high and Lydia to split their votes, except that, and this is a point of, this is an interesting point. High is intu- very intuitive and very has the confessional intuitive. where he goes, I don't, something's weird. Something's different about yeah. Chanel. When she came back, she's normally, I think she was normally calm and she's very panicky or um, out front uh, and like direct when she came back and he's just like, do I, do I go with my intuition here? I think I do. I want to trust it, but also want to trust what she's saying, not how she's acting. And it's mm-hmm. a very, it's an interesting, um, it's an interesting dynamic to go into tribal with thinking, will High and Lydia split their votes? If they do, Lydia goes home. If they don't, um, then that's where tribal gets real fun and right. we'll have a good time with it. I just wanted to break that down for one second as a recap, because it was a very confusing discussion. She mm-hmm. gets back, talks to Daniel, which is significant. That that happened. The two of them right away talk, and they talk more. That They're on the same page. Mm-hmm. It's both of them working together. And then they decide, okay, we have to get High and Lydia to split their vote, one going one way, one going the other, so that, yes, then the other two votes uh, that are still available, which would be Jenny and Daniel, could take High or Lydia. Lydia was who they're saying. Take her out. But as you said, very significant that high, like it's like a TSN turning point where you think that still that might be the plan they're in charge, but he's just very perceptive and he just goes on to just have an incredible finish to this episode, which we will jump into here. So we go into tribal and the discussion is fine, but there's one moment where I think it's a mistake by Daniel um, where he talks about how he's... um, very pan what was the word like makes him feel paranoia like paranoia that's it that's the yeah. word yeah he's feel very paranoid and he says who makes him feel calm and high is convinced he's aligned with daniel and daniel goes people who make me feel calm mike makes me feel calm chanel makes me feel calm and my mom and <laughs> high is like and me yes no totally. and they showed i mean maybe the reaction they showed from him was um, was not to that comment was to something completely different from a whole other tribal, but I think it was there. That could be. And I, 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 I mean, believe he may as well. Yeah. In that moment, he may as well just have said I'm with Mike yeah. and Chanel. Yeah. Yeah. Daniel yeah. really came in with a very, I mean, an odd approach. We've seen players like this in the past who have been a little bit, is the word neurotic, but just kind of anxiety or, uncertain he he says there's like a paranoia but also i want to trust my gut but how can i trust my gut when there's paranoia and like, i think we've all had moments like that but it's certainly amplified for him and his personality and he says this really weird line he says jeff let me tell you why i'm gonna lose season 42 and then he goes on to explain this idea of his paranoia and trusting his gut and the conflict there 
just a very odd approach to go in and it's like a it's not rational i'm sure watching back with his family and friends he's probably kicking himself like why would i ever put a target on my back like that making myself seem like fragile or weak in that way but yeah tribal council no one says anything and he just kind of spills the only person who's ever gotten away who's gotten away this season was spilling in tribal council is marianne because she doesn't really talk strategy. She just kind of goes at tribal council, um, especially when it came to Zach. She just kind of went with that idea. Um, But I was wrong about that, by the way. Remember I said last week, maybe that was her code phrase that she had secretly found that she liked Zach, but no, that was not (laughs) the case. She just actually likes him. She just actually likes him. Um, I, I think in that moment, if I hadn't already decided that sealed the deal that he was not splitting the vote, I, and I think there's a greater than 50% chance that he switched his vote in that moment, or at least made his final decision on who he was going to vote. We knew he was skeptical on the plan to split votes. And I think, I think that sealed the deal for him. And he, I think there's a real good shot. He changed his vote or at least was 50, 50 going in and knew what he should do in that moment. And it was the right move for him. Sorry. You're saying that you think he, was considering a split vote like him and Lydia would split on um yeah because the plan he was told the plan he was told is that uh, there's a couple different plans he was told but one was that the men vote for so high and um daniel vote for mike and the women vote for jenny so chanel and lydia vote for jenny and that's a two-two split and wherever mike and lydia vote it gets two votes and everyone votes twice. And then they just revote for someone if there's no idols played or whatever, mm-hmm. or no extra votes. Um, that was, that was the plan going in that they were told. I think that was the most concrete plan they were told, which didn't sit well anyways, I don't think, but, mm. um, but high was like, no, we should just go three votes for someone that knocks them out of the game. And if they play an idol, good job. That's um, very interesting. I would love to hear from, from them from high especially if going in there he had he had thought that and if he switched his vote to but i know i'm confident in saying going into the vote he was told by people who weren't actually going to vote with him to vote for mike is Mm. who he was told to vote for and who he probably would have said okay i'll vote for him interesting to those people i'm i'm confident in saying that that that's what he was told that's what he was going to do was vote for mike and the question is to me just when did he decide to vote for jenny instead did he decide well before I think he knew in that tribal council he needed to vote for Jenny based on that reaction to what Daniel said. Absolutely. And then you have... Yeah, I think... Yeah, go ahead, Brenna. No, sorry. I was just going to say, I think you're absolutely right, Jordan, in that I it also solidified... I mean, I know we'll probably get into this next, but when it was down to basically Daniel and him having to figure it out, I think knowing what Daniel said, that made him just be like, no, I'm not budging because we're not really even together. Oh, I can't wait to get into that. To that yeah, part. sorry. Sorry. I just oh, that's great. The gun. But as you were saying that, I was like, yes, you're right. That definitely just made him like make his bed. Daniel. In, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, Andrew. Yeah. No, 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 it's great. good. We that's love, so we, good. It's you're very right. So we get to the votes and this is the fun part. Again, the audience is ahead of the players for the, not all the players. We're not ahead of the, the group of four who would, who were in theory were voting together, but we are ahead of Lydia and high. 
they don't know what we know, which is that they're right. two people. Yeah, they're so confused, especially and high. Chanel doesn't especially know her vote either, right? She's yeah. not aware. Chanel, that's right. Chanel does not know going in. She knew that right. she risked it, yes, but yes, that's yes. right. We know that she didn't get it. She doesn't know that's oh, that's the other dynamic is no one knew. Even Chanel didn't know going in. Right. Right. I'm no. thinking, I'm thinking through this that she knew she didn't have her vote. She didn't know that she'd never vote. She thought no. she might. There was a good chance she right so then they go read the votes and only four votes come out which high is like okay two people didn't vote why didn't they vote like what's going on here and then the revote happens and four people revote but only two votes come out this time around mm-hmm. and that's the point where high is going what what's <laughs> happening we knew yeah. lydia didn't vote we knew jenny didn't vote who else is not voting here and why, why is this happening? What's, what's going on with this? And um, that, that was, that was such a fun, like genuine reaction. One thing that could hurt high later is he, he always reacts to everything. He gives a, he gives a reaction um, and it's very obvious. Mm-hmm. And That's I feel like point. someone, someone might be a little bit, eh, I don't love that if he reacts the wrong way to a certain situation. Yeah. I just want right, to say could- too, I love the, way that jeff handles that he's a pro obviously having done this 42 mm-hmm. seasons but mm-hmm. there's a lot of room for uh sorry there's not a lot of room for error there you could really misspeak and say like kind of give a hint that certain people aren't voting or like so specifically on the revote, i was like he's doing this well to make sure he says okay all four of you are going to go vote again when right. he knows two of them can't them vote are. again like yeah. that could have easily been a slip of a tongue uh which he didn't do and then yeah you're right they come back and he reads on the revote just two names. We have Lydia and we have Jenny. And like you said, so, hi. Just and the well, the other thing with the revote is he doesn't say final vote. He just reads out two votes and then goes, Okay, we're moving forward. So there's no right. he indication. Even acknowledge it. He doesn't even acknowledge it that there's no. two votes that he's not gonna read. So obviously Jenny knows that there's only two votes. Daniel knows there's only two votes. Mike and Chanel know there's only two votes. Um, at this point, they didn't all know there were only going to be two votes, but once Chanel didn't vote the first time, they knew that moving forward. So they all know that, but High doesn't know. So when Jeff reads vote one for Jenny, vote two for Lydia, and then stops, that's the first time where he realizes there's only two votes. Right. And and he had no idea going in. And same with Lydia. That's the first time she realizes as well, there's only two votes. So then we get into the discussion and I was glad, I think this was an on the fly because it's unprecedented to have this situation where there's only two votes. It's a discussion between the four people who voted, but at the end of the day, it only comes down, the decision only comes down to people who have a vote, which is a good call. I was worried that they were going to all of a sudden give power to Chanel and Mike who didn't vote. Right. Who didn't deserve power because they don't have a vote, but they didn't do that. They, they gave the power to Daniel and to high and just said you can participate in the discussion and influence it but you it's not your decision at the end of the day which was the right the right call they don't have a vote they don't have a say i feel like there needs to be a test you know i've watched this episode twice two and a half times preparing for this tonight and it's still (laughs) i'm still like okay don't quiz me on this because this is all (laughs) over the place these and like you said a survivor first and uh jeff yeah he reads out the names and then the time for the discussion um and they don't know who's doing it but he said then he says yeah okay we have to because of this factor we're gonna have to tell you now who the people are and i think he even says put your hands up 
and Mike. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, you reveal you, you know. reveal yourself. I'm not going to reveal you, but you mm-hmm. have to reveal yourself. Was the aspect. So then, I'm I'm sitting there going, okay, we know where everyone's at, and I I go to I said to myself, I went, if I'm high, I will go to rocks. I will not vote Lydia. It's either we vote out Jenny here or I'm going to rocks because if I vote out Lydia, I'm 100% out on the outs Mm -hmm. of this group. Mm -hmm. But if I go to rocks, I have a 75% chance of not leaving the game. It's like a math, it's a math problem to me. So I look at that and I go, I, if, if I'm high, I need to say Lydia stain, you make the choice. Is it rocks or is it Jenny? And that was, it took him a little bit to just outright have that attitude, but that's how I hope I would have played it in his exact situation. What about mm. you, Brenna? Um, oh man, I, I'm sure I wouldn't have done it as gracefully as him. Cause I was, I was really impressed with how he handled it. Cause he was mm. just like, mm. you could tell it was hard for him to, like you said, Jordan, it took him a bit before he just outright was like, no, I'm not like, she's the only name I'm writing down. And he even kind of just like closed his eyes and was like, sorry. Like, it's like, he didn't want to have to deal with the fallout of that. But um, what I would have done, I don't know. I feel like I would have ended up probably putting my foot in my mouth because of, I'm sure I would have rambled and I really admired how he handled it because he just made his decision and went for it. Whereas, I mean, I would have hoped I wouldn't have quite done as poorly as Daniel, but I think I would have probably to like argue something or tried to have more of a discussion when I don't think that would have been the right approach I think he actually handled it beautifully like mm-hmm. spot on I really really like his gameplay it was very impressive as, as what we see in this episode yeah it was so but in Survivor at home this season you when you got voted out in that round there was an offer from the hosts that oh. said kind of like a shot in the dark right now if you want to take oh. this we kind of interrupted the tribal and said, yes. right now, if someone wants to take a, a shot at spinning the wheel, basically a shot in the dark, uh, pulling, I think, one in seven odds, and we're going to spin this. Um, and if if it lands on safe, you're immediately safe. You can't be voted for. But obviously, there's, I think it was like 30% or something chance that you could get voted out as well. Right. And you didn't. And Ben stepped in there and took it and saved himself, if I'm remembering Correctly, yep. but in that scenario yes. too, like, was that on your mind? Did you consider taking I it? I for sure, for sure did. And actually, now you're highlighting what I could have done differently. That actually probably that could have totally saved my game. That had a two, two thirds, two thirds shot of saving your game in that moment. I wanted but to wait till later was- in the podcast to shame you. So. Go ahead. <laughs> Once I'm comfortable, then just Trent's already t- turned it off. It's been over an hour, so he's shut up. So <laughs> now we're safe to just go on yeah. for hours. Yes. Um. No. You know what? I definitely should have done it. No question. Because, yeah, I should have known. I guess at that point I wasn't absolutely confident I was going down. Whereas, had I, yeah, I should have had the foresight to know this is probably my only chance. Like I'm next. I wasn't sure of that yet because I didn't know Bryson had that was when he showed his colors that he was not working solely with me. I love Bryson and I have no regrets working with him at all. But and he played a great game and needed to do what he did, but I should have seen it. And that's when it came out. So yeah, had I have known, I definitely should have done that. 
And it did cross my mind. Absolutely, it did. But Ben kind of just was bold and brave enough to do it first. He did. He jumped. If, I was gonna say, right if I remember, it, yeah. if I remember correctly, he didn't really give much of a hesitation. So he if you had even, if you even had like three seconds to think about it, he was ready to go and took right. it, knowing, um, knowing that. So I, I agree with you. Like I think we agree that High played this really well. Daniel didn't because oh when you're sitting there as an audience member. And he starts saying what he was saying about Chanel and telling him what to do. And as an audience member, you're going, that's not what happened. And Chanel sitting there going, that's not how it happened. You knew he was putting his foot in his mouth. Well, and he got caught in a lie, right? He got caught in a lie. I asked him, like, what, why did yeah. I lose your trust tonight? And then he's, yeah. I, I mean, because I think he, he probably thought this, this might work out. Chanel or someone will have a vote. So I don't have to bring mm -hmm. it up. But he got caught. And then you're right. He chose this path of just like digging his heels and making it more lies. And you could yeah. see Chanel's face. There's like a gif of her on on Twitter because she's like, "Yeah, are you kidding? Like you're you're make you're blatantly lying about this reality." And even like trying to make me like make a decision as if that's what how it was all along. And and she just wouldn't have anything to do with it, which is good for her. Uh, he treated but, he treated this scenario like Chanel didn't have a say. And that Mike didn't have a say in what was going on. They did. They just Good weren't point. a part of the final decision, but they could speak as much as they want in that situation. So as soon as he starts saying that, what is untruthful or a fabrication at the, at the best of things, it's a fabrication. Chanel and Mike can call him out on it right then and there. And part of the interesting element for high is high goes into this tribal thinking almost everyone on the tribe is on his side learns not only is most of the tribe not on his side but they're also double crossing him because they tried to get him to do something else because they don't have the votes to go against him but still wanted to and he has to take all that in figure out the dynamics and he um he had to work through all those dynamics it was it was really interesting to watch him process all that mm -hmm. as we were talking about and then boom here we are this tribal, he takes his stance. It Lydia's not going home. Um, we've yeah, seen that. He even seen... doubled. He, sorry, he doubles down, right? Like he, he says yeah. it initially, mm -hmm. and then they have that discussion. Uh, by the way, I forgot to mention Daniel's comment was hilarious to me. Like Captain Obvious, he goes, uh, "I just want to get the ball rolling by stating the following premise: I really do not want to go to rocks here," which is like <laughs> as hilarious. Soon as, he, as soon as he said that, I was like. Jenny's gone. Here we go. Jenny's yeah. gone. There's go. no way high yeah. is gonna high needs to use that. Um, there's there's no other way about it. High needs to use that no. and get get Jenny out. Um, yeah. There was one more thing I was thinking about in that situation, which was, I think it was Mike di goes direct to high and says, "Is there any mo any way you vote Lydia tonight? Right. Any way?" And high thinks about it. Yes, he did thinks about it, thinks about it. And then I don't know exactly what he said, but he just looked at him and said, no, I'm not. And that was the moment where I was like, I don't, uh, okay, Daniel, do you want to stick with what you just said okay. about not going to rocks? Because if you do, then you don't really have a choice here, buddy. Yeah. yeah. What a play by high, just to reiterate that. Like, this is like a, this is the, the highlight of the night for sure. Maybe one of the highlights of the season, just to play that, to, to be confident in himself. To, stand, to make the stance like you said he thought about it like a why and you can tell he flustered like mm -hmm. you said you can see his face you can see the emotion but just that ability to compose yourself like brenna what you said i'd be 
I'd be similar. I'd maybe want to talk about it more here, but he was like, Nope, I hear you, Jenny. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but I'm not, I'm not, this is what I'm going to do. I'm not changing my vote. I will go to rocks. And he just puts his cards on the table and waits to see the mm-hmm. response. And then, yeah, he does. He follows it up to Daniel and says, yeah. Okay. Are you going to, are you going to prove your loyalty here? Are you going to, cause I was loyal to you. Are you going to vote with me? And Daniel then looks around kind of still flusters and says a few more comments about other people. But, and, and I think he asks like Lydia, you know, you're not going to hold this against me, which. Right. Which I, clearly whatever they say is not going to. No, at no. that point. They're no, gonna she's just going to say whatever, if that's going to keep, course. if that's going to keep her Well, she's in the game now that high has stated his, his stake in the ground. But yes. if, um, if it's if it's going to save her closest alliance, which is high, of course he's gonna, of course she's going to tell Daniel exactly what he wants to hear, which is it's not going to hold. She's not going to hold it against him. I'm sure. I'm willing to bet she's ready to hold that against him. The first moment, <laughs> the first moment that she gets, the first moment that High gets, the first moment that Chanel gets, and the first moment that Mike gets, they will hold that against him. Yeah, he's pretty much done for sure. Yeah, he's he's not in good standing with that tribe at all, but it's a rare moment where not having the numbers absolutely worked in high's favor. Mm, right. True. Because even if they go to rock 75% chance, someone from that majority Alliance is done. True. Right. And it's, he's the only one. So if he draws the unlucky rock, it's kind of like, good job. Like you went for it. You played survivor. You, you did everything you could. And sometimes you get unlucky and that's the way it goes, but they didn't even go to rocks. Daniel, switches up which is almost worse to do and uh and jenny yeah, who, he's playing both sides but now everyone's against him so he's playing both yeah now everyone exactly you can play both sides but if you come out getting everyone against you like he just did yeah, right and not only is he playing both sides but he's so blatantly only doing what's like absolutely not really considering any of his other try like players that he's aligning with just 100 saving his own tush like well he goes to so rocks obviously. he goes to rocks chanel goes out it's mike daniel jenny still versus high and lydia it's still three versus two mm-hmm. right or or mike goes home or i mean worst case scenario is that he goes home in that situation but that majority four is still a three but at the end of the day, he didn't want to risk the one in four chance of going home, which I yeah. don't blame him for, but I do blame him for because now he's in a much worse spot in the game. Like you're almost better right. to be out on a chance than to be in with everyone against you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It definitely highlights the, um, I have to say, even from playing the survivor at home edition, it definitely highlights how much as a, as a viewer, you underestimate the strength it takes to not let paranoia get to you, not like get in your head and just stay calm. Like I now, after playing Survivor at home, I do watch it through a different lens and really admire the ability of people to just trust and go forward because Mm -hmm. that is such a, like that can absolutely destroy your game so much is, is not just trusting what's been said, but it's such a fine line. But I think this tribal really highlighted the contrast in those, like the power of your composure, right? Because like we saw High's and Daniel's response couldn't really have been more opposite. And it just, I don't know, it really highlighted that. Mm-hmm. 
It's very well said, Brent. I think it's a great way to end off, but obviously just a shout out to Jenny as well. And Jordan, yes. yeah, you, you can jump in here. I was going to shout out. Say, I was going to shout out. Sorry for Jenny. Her yeah. last line. Did you hear her last line in her confessional? She went out. You no. guys better look out for high. I think he's going to be slitting all your throats in the end. Right. And uh, does anyone think she's wrong on that? Because he, he's he he's shown he's in a he's in a good spot right now mm-hmm. where he's uh, he's loyal to what he wants. Um, which is him and Lydia working together. And frankly, they're not even public enemies number one or, well, they might be public enemies number two and three on that tribe, but they are not public enemy number one on that tribe at all. Um, And it's not really that close either. So they survived as a minority alliance on a tribe Mm -hmm. and are not going to, should not be the next ones voted out on that tribe either. Crazy. What a crazy tribal. It It was so fun to watch. Yeah. It was, it was phenomenal. So well done. Well done by them. Yeah. And I did want to say, sorry, Jenny, just a shout out to her. And, and I meant it before two weeks in a row where I was pretty gutted by who got voted out last week, seeing Mariah go just based on her story. And then Jenny, what we've seen in her, like thinking back to that first episode, like her almost like laughing at her tribe mates trying to do the puzzle in like one minute. She's <laughs> like, these people need to just chill. Like, let me figure it out. Uh, I was like, this this girl, this woman's gonna do very well this season. And it's just that's, I mean, that's Survivor. Sometimes you see these these players who, in another scenario, again, Chanel takes I think most of the blame here. She, who knows how far she could have gone. I think she could have done really well for herself. And it's and she was saying to Erica on ET, just she is. She's pretty disappointed that it happened that way. And how could you? Yeah, but it was frustrating to watch for sure. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, Brenna, I did have a question as I referenced. So a lot of people about Survivor, when they, they hear about Survivor at home, their first response is, that's amazing, but I don't think I can do two nights, 7 p.m. to 2.30 in the morning. Uh, it's too it's too tiring for me. I love my sleep. I hear that all the time. And some amazing candidates turn it down because of that. So oh, I'm yeah. going to ask you to kind of do a little pitch for us here. You have four young kids. You have yeah. a needy, a needy husband, and oh boy, my fifth, my fifth child, <laughs> your fifth child. Uh, what do you say to those skeptics who say, "Well, I need my sleep"? Why is it worth them playing Survivor at home in a future season? Well, I mean, it's almost as though you told me to say it was life giving. <laughs> um, that was not scripted. You know what? Do you know what? It is daunting for sure. And I understand turning it down for that reason. I really do, because that is a hard thing to wrap your mind around in a phase of life. I mean, whether you have young kids or or, or not, sleep is a very precious gift when you're in any phase of life, but especially probably the demographic that you would be targeting to play the game. I would just say it's, it's honestly like comparable to, I don't want to say like a getaway, but kind of because you organize your life in preparation for knowing that you're going to basically be a write-off for two full days, which can be a little bit of a break too, right? Like I know for me it was because it was, it was like a different experience than of course the day-to-day. So I just have to say, I don't see anyone regretting it unless you're the first person voted out (laughs) (laughs) but even still even it even still i guess you could part of the 
the community of it, but um, I definitely feel for that journey going through it. Cause I think that would be different, but then just play again and you'll have a totally different experience. Cause this experience for me was very different than my first. So mm. give it another chance. Amazing. So will you play again? <laughs> um, what? I would. I still have to play what five more times. Yeah. yeah. I think I would. I don't see myself playing and I really like experience this time. So I'm like, do I want to just end on a high for my own personal self? I mean, I didn't, I didn't end on a high necessarily in the game per se, but. But just what you accomplished. Yeah. <laughs> I, I could be convinced for sure. Nice. Well, Survivor Home Season 5, likely looking to a September date. And as I referenced last week, we're going to try something that we've never tried before and uh, a lot of fun. And we're going to be looking certainly for a mix of new and returning players. So love for you to consider playing. Love for Trent to consider playing as yeah, well. You guys are we'll both. Yeah, we'll have to do it in teams. Or no, not in teams. Not in teams. What I mean is like tag I'll, team the Like your journey. turn, my turn. Yeah. Yes. Yes, yeah. exactly. For sure. Uh, well, thank you again for being on the podcast tonight. It's a, uh, just a blast having you here and breaking down the show. I know you guys are big lifelong fans of Survivor as well. Uh, great to have you play Survivor at home. And again, for those listening at home, if you're listening on Spotify, you can scroll down on your phone in the app and see some questions that we post each week about the episode. We'd love for you to interact that way. Our new Twitter page at Survivor at Home. Love for you to follow us and like us there interact with us we may even shout out your name or one of your comments on the podcast mm -hmm. what is probably the best survivor podcast in canada according to london steve research and others <laughs> and others and others right. and a shout out as we close out the podcast as we were talking about chanel and her mistake she tweets out one word to all the haters apply Oh. If you want to, if you want to make comments on what she said, she's telling you to apply and get yourself out there. Wow. And with that, we will close the podcast. Thank you for listening. Give us a review on Spotify, Apple podcast, find us wherever. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, Brenna, for joining us. It was a blast. And thank you guys look, so much. This was so much fun. We look forward to talking to everyone next week after episode four of survivor 42.